Hello and welcome to the Counterpress Podcast. I'm your host, Kirk Kinsey, and with me tonight is Josh Cacho after a 3-1 win over Houston. Josh, how you doing? Other than sounding like, I don't know, Soul Terrain over here. I mean, the the game was fun to watch. My my sinuses and whatnot are a little bit on the downside, as you guys can tell. But no, it was a good it was a good win. Um, obviously, they're we talked about it in the last pod, just them needing to kind of sort out some of these things amongst the starting lineup heading into um, the final stretch of the season. Really, just getting you know a good hundred eighty minutes at minimum with who the presumed starters would be. And it seems like this is kind of what they're going to go with, with Buanga, Vela, and Chicho up top. Um, that trio of Sifu, Acosta, and Ilya, um, and then at the back line, Hollingshead, and Palacios, Chiellini, and Segura, right? And obviously there's probably going to be some shifting there between Segura and Murillo. But at least you really wanted that, you know, your midfielders, midfielders and forwards to really, you know, start to get familiar with each other and kind of figure out how to play with one each other. So, you know, like I said, it's a good good step in the right direction, especially after the way things have been going recently. Um, you know, you're fortunate to get to get a good call um, on the penalty to start the game, you know, and it kind of it just gets the right foot going, even though you kind of get um, Palacios and Keelan do get kind of caught in a weird no-man's ladder position on, on Baird's goal. Um, but again, it's, it's one of those ones where those things happen. I'm not. I'm not too mad about that. You know, I don't think that's a a repeatable thing that we're going to see from this team. You know, like we've we've seen deficiencies from this team that they continually repeat. That that sequence is definitely not one of them, right? Like the that's usually one that Mario, you know, is able to track back and you know clear out or whatever it may be if if need be. So, you know, in the in the long run, right. They look seems like they're able to kind of fix some of the things. Obviously, the first half it did feel like they're heavily dependent on Vela's creation, right? And and Hollingshead getting forward on that right hand side. However, I will say it's a whole different scenario when you do that when you have Acosta behind all of it, right? Versus doing it with a Latif behind it or someone you know someone one of the other midfielders because Acosta just kind of covers so much ground and covers so for so much of the 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 holes that you leave when you're playing you know fullback that high and then Vela cutting in and dropping in so deep into the midfield yeah I it is a little bit of a mixed bag for me obviously you have to have the win um because you have to keep pace in the supporter shield right uh and they and they do that they do just that like you said got good penalty calls um probably should have actually had a third but what are you going to do? Um, I thought the first half was really disjointed. I think you're, I think you're right about the goal that Houston score, and in the sense that it's not very often that Palacios and Keeling are going to get beat by somebody. I think Bear just has a well-timed run, and it coincides with what is a more typical collapse in pressure from LAFC further up the field. Um, that's what worries me is their inability to generate any sort of serious pressure on the ball when not in possession. And in the first half, they really struggled. And then they, to make matters worse, they struggled to possess their way out of Houston's press, um, which, I mean, they're, they're a professional team. They did a good job of it tonight. But it's like you're going to see more coordinated presses in the playoffs. And if you can't possess your way out of it and teams are willing and ready to hit on the counter because they're winning the ball in, in your half, then that's Mario and Chiellini better be switched on, which you would assume that they are because those balls are, are going to keep coming. Uh, so that's the only thing that concerns me is like their inability to possess. They're like possess through or around pressure in their own half. And then the likelihood that they're going to be countered. Um, Again, hopefully it's something that's dealt with by whatever center back pairing is, yeah. is starting that day. I mean, I will say also, you know, on that note, when when you're playing the way that they currently are, right? Like everything is running through through Carlos at the moment, right? And I and I definitely think it's it's meant 
to try, you know, like you're you're basically providing that foundation for which the forwards to work on, right? You're not getting much involvement um, from the midfield in terms of chance creation or anything like yeah. that, right? So, yeah, like that. That's not. It's not in the. It's not in the game plan, right? To basic to build up through the middle, the way that we've seen in the past, right? Like this team used to build through the middle at all costs. Right. Yeah. Versus now, I I will say in the first half, there's a couple of times where you see the triangles come off. Right. It's Acosta, you know, flattens out next to Ilya to pick up the ball, finds Vela who's dropped in deep. You have Hollingshead making the run up the sideline, and then the and then I think it was Chicho that comes across to form your next. You know, it makes a third man run right to kind of form your next your next grouping, and it happened a couple times. Right where I think they. You know, you can see the patterns of play starting to come up, but you can see what they're trying to do because now that Hollingshead is making that run, the next move that you see is Villa drop in and then hit that switch to Buanga, right? Puts it right on the plate. Buanga's one-on-one. And I'm going to say that there's very few people in this league that are going to be able to stay with him on the dribble, right? Like, it, it he feels like he's, you know, like there was a, there was a time over the last couple of years, right, when we're screaming, pleading with Brian Rodriguez to make that back post run. Yeah. Right? Get on the ball, make the back post run, attack that attack that corner, let let the let everything, you know, let Vela draw all draw everything towards that right side of the field and then let him create, you know, either, you know, on on a run from the center forward, you know, making the run across the face of goal, or the left wing, you know, making the back post run the way that Diego Rossi had, had done for so long. Right. We hadn't seen that for since Rossi left. Mm-hmm. Right. Buanga does it and Buanga does it with some venom. Right. Um, again, a little bit different. Like he's still, I think he's a little bit better getting the ball at feet and then running at guys. Rossi, you know, like I said, was more of a speed merchant down, down that edge. Yeah. Versus I do feel like Buanga's a little bit better in. T- in, in control, you know, you see, you see him bring down that, that touch and just go right at the defender immediately drawing the, drawing the penalty. So again, he's just going to cause a ton of problems, especially if you, if you have to overplay Carlos Vela there, because I think what ends up, what start ends up starting to happen is that if you can't close down on that side, Vela's happy to take up the available space, drive into space and find Chicho at feet or take the shot himself, right? That you saw the one, you know, in the last game where he curl, you know, he goes for that left-footed curler. So, again, I th- I think there's options will st- start to open up because I think this is a lot of what we saw early on in the season when LAFC were hot. Right, was Vela getting on the ball and creating through the mi- being your your chance creator, kind of cutting in off the right hand side or dropping deep. Um, but now he just seems to have guys that are just more a lot more competent than a Brian Rodriguez or a. Danny Musovsky or whoever it was on that on the opposite side making the run to the back post. Yeah, I mean, I that's certainly my hope is that there is a method to the madness here. Um, I'm still I'm still frustrated by the way that when a center back is on the ball, the fullbacks are pushed too high, and they you they can't play around the pressure because they're too high. And they can't play on the deck through the pressure to the fullbacks because they're not high enough. So they're lumping balls over the top of defenders that then they have to bring down and try and play possession with. And to me, it's just such a counterintuitive way of playing. At that same time, as soon as a fullback gets on the ball around midfield, you see all three wingers converge or all three forwards converge in the middle. Uh, To the point where if you look at a position map, like an average position map after each game, it's you can barely see the numbers because they're all on top of each other, right? So it, it's not Barnsley ball per se, but there is a lot of lumping balls forward and then trying to deal with winning a 50-50, flicking a ball on, and none of that stuff really comes off ever. So if if the plan is, hey, let's get it to Carlos wide or let's get it forward and then win it back and then drop Carlos underneath to playmake, fine. I just want to see it work. And I think yeah. you are right that Bawanga is the right profile, the right kind of counterbalance to, to Vela. Somebody who can, like you said, get on the ball and be a credible threat in a way that Brian Rodriguez never was. 
whether like both in his ability to beat a man and get behind him and then put the ball in the back of the net. I think you saw that tonight where you see varied ways that he's open one-on-one with the keeper. Uh, Steve Clark continues to do superhero things against LAFC. Um, so hopefully that's it, but I still, I still just, I man, I am frustrated with the way this team does not possess the ball. And yeah. for about 20 minutes in the second half, they did a better job. Uh, and they scored and created a bunch of chances. And then Latif Blessing comes on, Apoku comes on, who helps stretch the de- who helps stretch the the defense in a way that nobody else was, and he was effective. But it's that's that's the end of the possession game after that, and we're back to Houston counterattacking. Yeah, I mean, it feels like the attempt is right with with Hall, with the fullback pushed up high, the forward drops into into midfield, and then the midfielder flares out wide, right. And yeah, it's a matter of the of the center yeah. backs picking out either the the picking out the center. I mean, the midfielder pushed out, Bella dropping in, you know, or or Buang on the opposite side was doing it pretty consistently. See, but it, at the beginning of the season, I remember talking a lot about how the midfielders would almost invert to like a fullback position, right? So you'd have this kind of dynamic motion where mm-hmm. the fullbacks moving up to pull somebody out of out of position, and if that passes and on, which it never is anymore. It's just not. Um, then a midfielder's coming back to where traditionally a fullback would play. We move the ball there, the pressure shifts, and then we play through it there. But I, I don't, I don't see that anymore. Yeah. I see I mean, them the dropping. Ro- it feels in like, like the rotation double- is slow at minimum because yeah. you know again yeah. I see though you see the fullback push, you see Vela drop in, but it takes a while for Ilya and the cost to flatten out and get into that, get into that yeah. positions, which is why you then you see. Your center backs trying to dump balls over the top. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because again, like I, I don't think it comes quick enough or enough to disrupt Houston's press at that point. Yeah. So I tweeted a video like right at the start of the second half. Uh, Andrew Medina was tweeting about the same thing, and so I took thirty seconds of video from the kickoff. Ball goes back to Ilya. I think all the way back to Chiellini, and you see. Palacios, as Chiellini's on the ball, Houston's in kind of like a 4-4-2 shape in a mid-block. And as soon as Chiellini looks the way of Diego Palacios, he sprints down the line. Hmm. Like towards pressure. Chiellini plays in the ball, and the pressure steps immediately. And then there's no other shifting that happens. So the angle that the ball has to come in at puts Diego under a lot of pressure and he has to recycle all the way back to Crepeau. Then the ball starts to shift towards the other side. And I think it's on Crepeau's foot and Hollingshead does the same thing. He's moving so far down the line. Again, it, it was either Segura or, or Crepeau that plays this pass out, but the defender gets a foot on, on it because the pass has to come at too steep of an angle. Right. Hmm. Ball squirts through, Hollingshead gets on it and tries to dribble away from pressure and is ultimately dispossessed. And there's an immediate counterattack that's snuffed out, of course, like we talked about. Typically, LAFC is going to bet on their defense, on their their back line to take care of most of the stuff. But when I watch that, I'm just like, why don't you just have a modicum of patience? Leave Diego and Hollingshead just a little bit back, what we call a second-line pass, right? A pass Mm -hmm. around... Uh, around pressure, like think about it as like a playing a pass at a forty-five degree angle around the pressure instead of eighty degrees, um, try, like trying to come too close to the pressure, and then shifting over a midfielder ahead of him. Right. Uh, the other frustrating thing is again, as soon as that pass goes to Palacios, you see Boanga moving in to the half space, and it's like, dude, the point of a four-three-three. Again, we talked about this a few weeks ago. Is you have wingers on top of your fullbacks and you have uh, attacking mids on top of your center backs are all in the same vertical. And I get it. You might be betting on Palacios to beat both those guys and then play it in. And you've got two, two additional targets in the central channel. Right. But for me, I, I just want to see a little more patience in the middle third in that buildup. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but anyway, it, it feels like an attempt to replicate what Liverpool does with their fullback pushed up super high. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Because, you know, if you look at Man City, 
right? They've always had their wingers out on the touchline and then they kind of make their move in from there because mm-hmm. their goal is trying to feed their central striker, whether it's Aguero or Holland now, those types of things, versus with with Liverpool and then with LAFC, I think, in this particular moment, right? You have Boanga and Vela occupying that half space, but I think Chicho is supposed to drop in then to create. But because of the way... Or or Vela needs to drop is dropping in there to create in the middle because you see him not just drop in, you know, and pick, collect the ball out wide and then dribble in. He like comes mm-hmm. to the middle of the field like next to Ilya to combine yeah. and then makes a turn. So again, maybe maybe Chicho's just not, you know, not doing you know is not that's not his thing and is dropping in and build up and being able to make that turn and find people at feet. Vela is a lot better at it, right? Because when he does do it, he does have that switch or the through ball that he can play either one. Um, You know, but again, I think you're, I think you're right. I think it's a little bit of let of them needing to let it come to them a little bit more before they make the move as opposed to right. Is, is the tactic, you know, is again, I think I see, I see something there. It's just a matter of execution. And I think repeating it over and over and over again, because I think the rotation is just a bit late where again, I think the, the the midfields are supposed to flatten out underneath the fullbacks. And then the, the, the two forwards, you know, whether it's Vela and or Buanga are supposed to drop into, into midfield and then make the run from there. Right. It's there. Play to Chicho, make the run off of him. The secondary run, right? Or if the ball goes to Vela's foot, Vela's foot, Chicho makes a run, like a diagonal run to the near post, and then Buanga's going far post, kind of thing. Yeah, right? I do. I do think you are right that Chicho. This is it's just not Chicho's game, right? He's not going to drop in and play as a ten in the way that like a proper false nine would. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and again, Vela's doing it right, so it's closer to what. Madrid would do with Isco off that right hand side mm. than it is than it is Liverpool at this point. But again, the but I think the goal is to allow the fullbacks to create right, um, yeah, and be and again and it, and it's effective because Hollingshead gets in there and scores another goal, being in the right position at the right time. Right, and right. I mean so, Palacios has a ton of assists. Hollingshead right. has a ton of goals. Like it, it's good to bet on those guys. Yeah, it to me it's just like. I guess, I guess to me, it kind of seems overly, and this is going to sound rich coming from a guy with a podcast, but to me, it seems overly simplified to play. It looks to me like they're playing two halves instead of thirds on the field, right? For sure. Where but, it's like, again, but we cross the halfway sure. line and it's balls to the wall. We're going at goal, yeah. right? Instead of let's get through the middle third. And then when we're in the final third, that's when we're going to yeah. unleash these attacks. But is that a matter of... Again, the fact that you you know your your front three have a total of you know less than three hundred minutes together. I don't think it's a front three issue or a front you know your front six right. Like how how many minutes have our has this this set of forwards and midfielders played together? I mean, it's not as often as you would. like. Yeah, I, I mean because because you have Bowanga there, it's not very many at all, mm-hmm. right? But then even then, it's like Acosta has been filling in, and, and like we talked about last week, right? Like because of the the weird yeah. depth things that they did, in an, in likely in order to be able to afford all this attacking talent, right? You do have to take some shortcuts in the salary cap league, right? Yeah. So yeah. you're gonna have Acosta filling in two roles, you're gonna have Hollingshead filling in two roles, those types of things, because otherwise you're ex- at that point you're expecting academy products to really step in, and may, yeah. hopefully that will be the case in the long run. Because again, I think that's truly how you make it sustainable. Yes. But uh, again, look across the the league to Philly, right? Yeah. They're the perfect example of a team that is finally hit stride with their academy. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, ultimately, like you, again, you're going to have to cut some corners to make it work. But I think in this particular sense, when you look at how, how it's structured and what they're trying to do, I, I, I have to feel like there's, there is a certain amount of like, okay, they have to just repeat this with this group a lot absolutely absolutely like I, so we started out the show by saying like they, they had to get this done today they had mm-hmm. to win you have a game at home and it's like against a bottom dweller in the league right so it's a perfect get right game and with help from the rest skin. of the league setting you up right absolutely for, for you know 
CCL runs and, and whatnot. Philly ties, know. Austin ties? Ties as well. Okay. Yeah, but but either way, it, yeah, it, it, you clinch the West, so you get, you get your CCL berth. So no matter what happens, the season's not a complete failure, right? Yeah. If you miss out on the Supporters' Shield and you, and you don't win MLS Cup, then like you're playing for CCL, which in many ways is what you really want, right? Yeah. Um, and then with Philly dropping points, well, not dropping points, but only only getting one, then now you're within striking distance, right? You can get level with them. You have the tiebreaker over them if you win. So uh, you have it, everything that had to go your way did. Yeah, and at this point, they just have to win out, right? That's kind of the scenario. If they, yeah, so if they win out and Philly wins out, they'll be level on points, but LAFC has more wins. They will mm. have one more win, which is the first tiebreaker, not goal differential, which Philly blows them out of the water. Philly has like plus 46 goals right now. So it's like LAFC 2019, basically. Um, so LAFC have Portland away, which is not going to be easy, right? Um, and then they have Nashville, which is not going to be easy. Nashville is at home, so they are much better at home. If they can somehow lock down the supporters' shield and have home games all throughout the playoffs, I would be Portland away and Nashville away. Nashville's at home. Nashville's at home. Yeah, Portland's away. Portland is away. If you were going to choose how that sets up, that actually works out fairly well in your favor because I think Portland away, like or Portland with if Portland comes into LA, they're not even trying to come out. No, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be the most cynical uh, Portland way of playing, and it's yeah. it would it would bad. I do I do think you're right, and I think with them jockeying for position as well, mm-hmm. they're gonna have to open it up a bit, right? Yeah, same thing with so, Nashville, right? Coming in, like you know, there's there's mm-hmm. stuff for both teams to play for. No one is playing just to get out of there with a draw or you know anything like that. So you know, again, it puts yeah. you into good into a good. If you were to ask, obviously, you should never get to this point. But if you were to ask me, "Hey, this is these are how these games are set up," you know, I I do think that's a better setup than if it were flipped, right? If it was Portland, yeah, you were having to play Portland at home and then Nashville away, right? I mean, yep, that's yep. a much rougher go of things than the other way around, right? Right. So. Everything. I mean, again, the ball is in their court. It, it should have, like you said, it should never come to this because you should have had a couple more results uh, in the past month. But that's just not the way. It's not the yeah. way it worked out. I mean, and LAFC uh, did. They did trip. They have stumbled. They stumbled in the first half. Got it together for about twenty twenty five minutes. I thought the subs. I thought when uh, Bale. Who, let's see. The first two subs were. Opoku and Bale, I think, right? Opoku and... Was it Opoku? Yeah, because Chicho and Vela came off. So I thought, again, with that midfield and Opoku and Bale, like, it still looked good. And mm-hmm. I, I actually had a lot of fun watching Bawanga and Bale out there, two guys that are, like, high-class athletes. And Bale's, like, getting behind the back line and heading balls back down for Sifu to shoot. Uh, yeah. Bawanga's doing these little rainbow flicks over over guys. Um not not really rainbow flicks, but I guess you would call them like uh, sombrero flicks, right? Just like up and over, up and over defenders. Um, that was fun for me. That was fun to watch for about ten minutes, right? But then you know, then you get further into the subs, and it just all kind of stops at that point. The well, game was really open. Point, but... right? the, ex- the expectation is just to kill the game, right? You bring Latif in, right, you bring Moreno right. in, Tello is yeah. in there to kind of get more, just more more minutes under his belt, get more familiar, you know, mm-hmm. again with the mm-hmm. pattern to play, those types of things. And again, I think if there is a criticism to be leveled, it's just that they left it so late that it's gonna take some time to integrate these particular pieces together. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, a lot of times I think that's what happens when you bring in a big name, like the expectation is so high. Yeah. Right, but it often doesn't come off because it's just not enough time. Right, having a full preseason go does go a long way. You know, regardless if you're in fitness or not, it's just again, it's hard to get used to how other guys move. 
right? I think he's yep. the biggest, yep. he's the biggest issue at that point. I mean, this is like we've talked about on the show before, right? The four Barcelona superiorities, right? And one of them is social. Mm-hmm. And so like having played with understanding their movement, understanding their strengths and weaknesses, understanding their tendencies, that doesn't make a difference, right? It's, there's a there's a reason that Pippen and Jordan were so dominant for so long and seemed to become more dominant over time, right? Yeah. It's because they understood each other so well. So um there's there's something to that and it's it does take time for for that kind of stuff to gel. Yeah. I mean, and again, it, this is not limited to sport, right? Like look at any other band that's tried to replace X member, right? You know. Yeah. It takes yeah. some time, but sometimes it comes off and you and you're better for it right yeah um but again oftentimes you know like i said it's just not it's it's not quite the same until until you really iron those things out yeah right? and i think that's just you know again i would have preferred if they had you know say they move on all these guys and everyone is ready to play at the start of july so you have a full you know you make all three moves earlier but again at that point i guess you're not planning on brian rodriguez you know making a stake yeah. Right, yeah. seems like they had some issues. You know, like the negotiation for Bonga because there's other teams that were involved, and he seems to be a, a pretty sought after property, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like that took a lot longer to get done. Yeah, right? kind of came down to the wire, right? So again, like it's it's one of those things where it's like it happens, right? In in, in football, like it's a man, you know, like the trend they call it transfer market. You know, the transfer market is silly season for a reason. Yeah. Right. And it's not exactly just because of the rumors that come up. Sometimes it's a matter of like, how, how are you going to fit this all together? Right. Yep. Like how many times has Barcelona, you know, Barcelona moving for Coutinho <laughs> and you expect this, you know, you expect it to now cement Barcelona's place right at, at the top for the next five, five years after they make that move. But instead it does the opposite and then cements Liverpool in that place. Yeah. Right. Yeah. With Man City, right along that way. So, you know, again, like you you win some, you lose some, right? Andre Orta, right, <laughs> wearing the number ten for Braga now. Yeah. Of all things, but again, so it's it is interesting to see how these things play out. It's it's, but I think that's why I appreciated their moves, their their off season moves so much more this particular season. Because you can have that kind of movement with your top end if your base is extremely solid. Yeah. Right. And having an Ilya, having an Acosta, having an Cropo, you know, having these guys that are, are, you know, are MLS veterans that have been there, done that before. They're not getting used to the schedule. They're not getting used to the travel. They're already locked in, you know, like that. Because I think if you make these moves in the 2019 season, Right, bringing in this, I think it falls. It, you crash and burn even harder than, mm. even harder mm. because again, I don't, I don't know if the floor is is stable enough, you know, in years past to be able to handle any kind of turbulence. Versus this one, yeah, it ha- has it been great? No. Right? Are there moments that that you wish that they they would have cleaned up or that they could have done better at? Sure, but comparatively to what we've seen in the past and the utter collapses we've seen, right? Again, you know, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't see the ship on fire, right? I'm not, I'm not wearing my upside down LAFC hat quite yet, <laughs> right? When, you know, because again, I it's a lot different. Yeah. It's a lot different when you bring, when you're bringing Corey Baird and that's supposed to be your solution. Right. At right. Forward. No, so I mean, I I do agree, and I think you're right about the the foundational pieces around them, but one win also doesn't change the fact that like, if you wanted to sub for a right back or a left back today, like it's Sebastian Ibiaga coming in to play right back, and if you wanted to put if you if like Latif still comes in and plays minutes, and again, I want Latif to come in and play minutes, but in this situation. This yeah. is the situation for it, right? Because you see him putting balls out of bounds and turning it over, whatever. But fine. Up 3-1, fine. Have yeah. him come in and, and save he's there to just annoy, legs. annoy yeah. you know, their, yeah. their forwards and, and make a nuisance Help of generate a little more pressure on the ball, fine. Yeah. Um, but there's still, I, I still think there's 
a piece missing. But at least today, when you have everybody available, you look legitimate. Yeah. Right? And it gives you some hope going into the playoffs where if everybody's available, then you feel like you have a decent shot at it where that hasn't been the case in the past four weeks. Yeah. I mean, you're still a midfield or a fullback injury, knock on wood. Yeah. From the from the quality dropping off. You know? Midfield injury is season ending. Yeah. Like somebody goes down from that starting three in the next two games or at any time in the playoffs and it's over. Like you can you can just kiss this thing goodbye. Uh which is devastating. But or do you figure out a way to play all all five of your attackers on the field at the same time? I mean, this is what we've talked about, right? You go to four two three one, and you just say, like, it's a different it's a different system. We're, mm-hmm. we're going to a different formation, but like, are you telling me that if you put out some sort of mixture of uh, Opoku, Boanga, Chicho, Vela, and Teo, and then Bale as a sub, like they can't figure that one out? Yeah, those four attackers can't figure it out. And then just let let whoever is your two midfielders just sit at home and just blow everything up. Yeah. Like Antonio yeah. Conte has done this for years upon years. To the point where people think he doesn't know how to, like, that he's not actually an eight. <laughs> like, yeah. people think he doesn't know how to pass because he's so good just destroying, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's actually a very adept passer. <laughs> he's great on the ball. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. same thing with, you know, like, look at, you know, look at any Simeone team. Right, yeah. Like he had that midfield of Saul and and Koke, and all they did was just blow things up. Yeah, like yeah. You know they're they're supposed to be the Spanish passers, but yet they just had them there just to, be, you know, sit in and be. Yeah, I think I think they're them. probably like the one team in La Liga that's not <laughs> that's like not the stereotypical Spanish team, right? Absolutely. They're this very like you know incredibly drilled four four two low block type of team, mm-hmm. but, and make it incredibly difficult to play through, or yeah. or they'll put one of those midfielders out wide and just whip balls in to Diego Costa. Yeah. Or Antoine Griezmann. Also, I should just say, like, I think we should probably talk about it. Like, I'm so pumped that Madrid beat their brakes off today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> after the whole, after the whole week of just abuse at Vinicius, like, dude, mm-hmm. what the heck? Anyway. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like Atletico's just turned into a bunch of boomers at this point. <laughs> Oh uh, man, Madrid has broke my as a Liverpool fan. Madrid has broke my heart, you know, mm. a lot. But it was a man still, named a man yeah. named Gareth Bale just yeah. crushing your hopes. Still, still like to see guys getting put in their place. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I, I mean, I I think that's pretty much it. I mean, Bawanga, I had a great game today. He was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of talked about everything, but I mean, this, the combination of size, speed and like legitimate threat is something that they really needed. Yeah. And I it mean, seems like JT weird. hit the, again, uh, like, hit the nail on the head with him. It's hard. It's hard to say this because Rossi was so good, but he feels like he's a, almost a better fit at times. Yeah. I mean, do you, so you and I, again, the going, we're going the way back machine here. Like you and I took some flack for, Busting Rossi's chops about like not finishing well. It's like he was an incomplete player at LAFC, and that's fine. Like he was a kid; he still is a kid, right? And uh, and I do think I do think he is a more complete player because, like you were talking about, you can play through him as well. Mm-hmm. It's not just finding him as the final open man. Yeah, what right? is it? You can play through, not just two. Yeah, yeah. He's not just a target player, right? Mm-hmm. That you're finding behind the line. So, uh, really impressive so far. Hopefully, he continues to mesh and uh, is just, you know, hits his stride as we move into the playoffs. So, anyway, all right. Anything else? No, I think that's it. Here we go. Questions uh, at Nathan Eshleman. We run into this. Or we run with the same starting eleven and let that ish ride. Uh, I think I agree. I, I, at this point, like, I don't need to see Escobar. Like I think Collings said, despite what we talked about in him playing it right back, I think, I think you just run with it because that's honestly where you've been most consistent in, in minutes played. And you just like, this is who it is. 
Escobar's in and out of the lineup right now with his head injury. So this is who we're riding and dying with. Obviously, and, those there will be a time and a place where you know, like if I'm going to play a super, yeah, I'm very attacking lineup, you know, or bring in uh, attack heavy because you're chasing goals, chasing a goal. Esco- yeah, you know, Escobar can come in and just solidify that back line. You know, yep. Because remember, yep. he he has played in a back three as well as a wing back. You know, yeah. And so he's very comfortable just being that you know that guy that just is going to put out fires for you. You know, while, I even think guys are getting forward. Yeah, and I think this is a good point because I think the flexibility that it gives you, right? This is one of those times where like that cute factor that we talked about, like it actually might give you something, right? Where you move Hollingshead, so pull Palacios for him, move Hollingshead over to the left and let both those fullbacks get forward. We know they're both obviously threats. So, and then Hollingshead is obviously good on set pieces as well. So I do think that flexibility comes into play and, uh, I think you don't have that same uh, that same amount of change up, I guess you could call it, it by bringing Hollingshead in for for Escobar. Yeah, uh, I think I think the move you want is to bring Escobar in as the final attacking piece. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, because again, as for as good as the attacker is, I think he's actually excellent in in his positioning defensively, especially yeah. comparatively yeah. to Hollingshead. Right, mm-hmm. he's his like we talked about last week, right? For as good as Hollingshead has been on the offensive side of the ball, right? Does get caught out of position, you know, moving up a little bit too high at times and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, having guys go back to their natural favorite positions, right? Um, towards the end of games, you know, even if even if you have to sacrifice a guy like Chicho, I mean, Cheeky, um, you know, for the last 15, 20 minutes of a game when you're trying to kill one off or whatever, or just even get forward, I feel like you you almost get more there. Bringing yeah, I mean, who who do you think? Obviously, Palacios is probably going to add more assists, but who do you who would you bet on to score more goals? Yeah, like it's going to be Escobar and and Hollingshead because mm-hmm. they're they're going to find themselves in in position far more often than yeah, Palacios yeah. will. Um, the only other question I would have about this about this starting lineup is Segura or or Murillo. and it, Segura played. He went 90 minutes. It was very clear that it was like 90 minutes and that's it. Like we don't care how much stoppage time there is. If it's 30 seconds, you're not playing it. Cause it was like, boom, 90 minutes. And he was subbed off at the first stoppage. Um, his one-on-one defending was great. Uh, his possession wasn't fantastic, but we've already talked about how that's not really his fault. Like it's, it's the, it's the game model. That's, that's really hurting those possession numbers, I think on the center backs. So um, I, I don't. I don't really care who it is that starts next to Chiellini. Yeah, you know, and again, I, I and I think you can interchange it depending on the matchup, right? Like, yeah, maybe some, maybe a better team in the air, right? Mm-hmm. You're probably going to go put in Mario, Mario, and just to put out fires, mm-hmm. right? Versus if it's a team that that you know, like say you're playing Nashville, I'm probably wanting Segura back there because his distribution is going to be cleaner more yeah. often than not. Obviously, today, yeah. like you said. Not the greatest example of it, but if you're going to tell me that we need to we need to possess cleaner in a matchup, I'm going to go you know and then limit your mistakes. Yeah, I'm going to say Segura and and Chiellini. But if you're talking, yeah. hey, we're going to go high risk, high reward, then Mario is your guy mm-hmm. because he's going to track just about everything down in behind. Right. All right, Lionel Hutz. I honestly believe Opoku is a must start. Nope. Oh. Disagreement in the replies, Josh. Uh, attack looks better with him out there. The starting three were not in sync with their press. Opoku presses well and stretches the defense with his speed. He also combines well with Sifu, who was invisible in the first half. Uh, Sifu was invisible in the first half. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i not sure why they had Acosta and Sifu switched, like Acosta was playing on the left. I, I would assume it has to do with Vela not running. And Sifu's going to give you a little bit more behind him, maybe. I I don't I don't know. Um, I don't I don't know who you pull off if this is the case, unless you have Bowanga playing. I, I mean, I guess Vela could move inside, and you put a Poku out wide. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's a good problem to have, right? Because I think you can you you basically have an option for any given scenario. Yeah. Right. Like I said, the question is: Have all those options played enough that they feel that it actually comes off? Right. 
I mean, he does, he does give you a very different dynamic. And I kind of, I kind of wonder if that the sub that you want to make is Vela and Opoku, right? Where one or the other starts and then the other one comes on, on that right wing and where you've been dealing with Carlos Vela, who's cutting inside, cutting inside, dropping deep, dropping deep, playmaking from the midfield. Now Opoku comes in and is torching you down the right wing. And there's so much space open because the the left back is still trying to sort it out. And maybe that's something you can, you can exploit or vice versa. And Bale is much better than Chicho dropping in and building up through the middle of the park. Absolutely. As well. I, I mean, he, right. he's even less mobile and even less defensive than Chicho, but his ability to like set other guys up um, or just find random pockets of space, stay on the ball, whatever it is, set the tempo a little bit better. Like he's the guy that you want there. But uh, I mean, I think, I think you saw exactly what you want to see. Yeah. In my opinion is Teo comes in for Bwanga, <laughs> Bale's the sub for Chicho and, and Opoku is the sub for Vela. Um, and it's a completely different dynamic and one that's going to run you ragged at the end of the games. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. I actually like that combination of Buanga, Bale, and Opoku. I think that was probably your most dangerous. Really? Yeah. Because again, Opoku does so much more to stretch. Bale is so good at, at finding that space and then creating from there, like drawing mm-hmm. attackers to him. Yeah. And freeing up Opoku on that run. Right. Because again, where where Bill drops in, he does he does create a lot of commotion where it starts to bring guys over, and then Apoku finds the space, and then Buanga will do the yeah. exact same thing on the opposite side, and is probably going to be better at combining and finishing than Apoku. This is a, uh, this is a great point, right? Is Bale Bale can legitimately play false nine in a way that makes sense because he's one capable of doing all those things, more than capable of doing mm-hmm. all those things. Two, he's a credible threat in a way that nobody else is in the league really and he's going to draw at least one defender if not two out of position yeah so it's just about having other players that can exploit that space in in behind well and that's why i wonder if like i said when you look at the how it breaks down is buanga the guy that always plays 90 right because he has he has the gas for it right is chicho the guy that you pair with vela because vela will will inevitably find a ball that gets that Chicho can get on the end of, mm-hmm. right? And also, Bwanga will set him up too. Like Bwanga and like there's that stretch where those three guys are constantly just firing crosses in and just hoping so you know like yeah, again, yeah. someone will get on the end of that one of these days. And he's like, you Bella makes, and you always know when it's going good when Vela actually makes the run and it's frustrated that he didn't get on the end of it. Yeah, yeah. it's not very often, right? Because mm-hmm. he generally doesn't trust whoever's out there to put the ball in the right position. But I did, I, I will say for, for the time he's on the pitch, when Buanga's on the ball, Vela's making the, making the run. Yeah. Consistently. Yeah. Right. Like when he, when he fed him on the, on the first one, you see him and finish late, right? Even though Buanga takes the one-on-one at that point, but then later on you start to see them, you know, Vela's prowling on the outside part of the box, trying to get on the end. Anyway, again, he doesn't have the juice, to get to a couple of those crosses that are sent in with some venom, but at the same time, he is making the run, right? Which I think is, again, I think that this is now, I think Vela's probably at a point now where he, he understands it's business time. Yeah. Right? Maybe that, that's what you see. It's like, okay, I'm going to turn it. This is my flip the switch moment, right? It's LeBron zero, zero dark 30 or whatever he called it. You know, yeah, yeah. He goes into that mode and shuts off everything and then, right. you know, starts destroying people in the playoffs mm-hmm. right so again you hope that that's the that's the mode that vela channels in this particular moment you know obviously it remains to be seen it's carlos vela right you never know what you're gonna get but if he's making a uh off the ball run it's a good sign in my opinion yeah all right jonathan evans at evans at law i really like what buanga brings to the mix plays very well with chicho and vela yeah i mean i agree he's a, he's a good counterbalance to them i think he does go 90 more often than not at this point um and he's the guy that's going to actually get in behind, right? And that was the problem with with Bale, Vela, and Chicho is none of those guys are going to get in behind. Everyone ever. wants the ball at feet, right? Same thing with yeah. Rodriguez, to be fair, right? Birod mm-hmm. was in that same mode where everyone, everyone, it was redundant in terms of how they approached it. Yeah. Right? Though yeah. Chicho will get on the end of it more often than not. But in buildup, they just prefer 
yeah. to pick up the ball and then drive. You know, maybe this is the reason that, that Acosta's on the left side, too, is because Acosta's actually got the quality of play Bolonga through. Yeah. As opposed to, see, like, I wouldn't trust Sifu to do that. No, and if, and if you want Sifu on the right-hand side, he'll just combine with Vela, and then Vela will find him as he makes the run into the half space. Yeah, yeah. So again, in, and then Hollingshead is Hollingshead is good about getting forward on that side as well. So mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Like as Vela drops in, you have Sifu make the half space run. You have Hollingshead make the run outside. Yeah, and then Acosta, you know, it's you at your your midfield at that point is basically Acosta, Bale, Ilya. Yeah, right in principle. Yeah. All right, Freddie uh, at Yoyo Tori six six. No, take away the PKs, and it's a 1-0 win. The team needs to create better chances and finish those chances. I, I mean, I don't disagree here. That being said, both those penalties and another one were legitimate penalties, right? So they're creating danger in a way that has other teams panicking, yeah? yeah? Um, I mean, if you, my thing is, if you, create a, if you create a penalty situation, that's the highest XG you could ever create. Yeah, right. Yeah, because you're gonna get a free shot. On I the mean, board. so like the the Bowanga penalty, right? You isolate Bowanga one on one with a crappy MLS defender, right? And he's either gonna put it, he's either gonna put it in the back of the net, or he's gonna <laughs> earn a penalty. Yeah, yeah. So I'm fine with that. The handball off a you know a glanced header on a corner is less is less for real. Repeatable. But then, yeah. yeah. But then, I mean, there's a there's a second foul on Bowanga in the box that doesn't get called. I, I couldn't. I, I had to step away from the TV for about five minutes to put the kids to bed, and it was right during that time. So I came back and I didn't really understand like what what the VAR process was. Max and Jordan Harvey kept talking about, oh yeah, they had to go back and look at a different foul, otherwise this would have been a penalty. But hmm. it was 100% a penalty on Bowanga uh, for that late tackle, like yeah. studs into his shin. Yeah, so I mean, it's the thing. So it's like it's it's one thing if it's not earned, right? Like or like if it's if it's fluky, right? The one, yeah. Like the like I said, the the one off the off Ilya's header, you're like, okay, that's not something you're gonna you can count on, but I can count on Buanga beating guys off the edge. Yeah, easily. yeah, right, right. And I mean, he beats him in a way that like the defender just grabs his jersey. Yeah. <laughs> it's like shameful, like in the box tactical foul. So anyway. Uh, it it's not perfect. It's not perfect. And we're not saying they're going to win MLS Cup because they won 3-1 against Houston at home. That's not what we're saying. We're saying there were some positive signs of life. And when they finally slowed down and played patiently, they scored a goal within like 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, but I think that's it, right? It's it's less so much the inc- incorrect model, but playing right within the model. Yeah, I I, I do agree. That it's not, it doesn't take much, but they've played in that quote unquote incorrect model so much that like it seems like that's what they're doing. That's your model, right? <laughs> they're a counterattacking team. Yeah, that's what that's what they are. Um, and I just wanted to hold on to the ball a little bit more. Yeah, but sometimes, I mean, not all the time. Let's be sometimes. real. How many how many champions like Mourinho has won? You know, guys like Jose Mourinho and and Antonio Conte. Right, guys who have no desire to play any kind of possession have won Champions Leagues. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not saying you can't play counterattacking ball. Like that's absolutely a legi- a legitimate way to win. But LAFC doesn't win all that consistently when they rely on it too much. No, oh, yeah, for sure. That's all I'm saying. But I, but again, I I wonder, is that a matter of them? being bad at it or just not being schooled enough with the with the current roster because again, I mean we've talked about it for a level, month now on why they've true, been losing. But how I mean within the last month how many how many games have that has that starting lineup been together? And how for how many I mean, minutes? This one from today? Yeah. I mean it's I I I don't know I'd have to go back and look but like I don't I don't care. Like I didn't build this roster. I'm not putting out those starting lineups. Like if if that's your game model then it's Steve's job to put those guys came dangerously close to Steve Jobs reference. It's his job to put them on the field with the with the best starting eleven, not mine. Yeah. And like injuries haven't been that big of an issue, to be totally honest. Yeah. Like you it's dealt with some back. suspensions. Right. You dealt with suspensions. Like Ilya got suspended. 
and then you played a game without him, and then Acosta got suspended, yeah. And then Hollingshead got suspended in the last game, but, like, you lost more than three games. So, I, 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 I do agree. I do agree that, like, they can play counterattacking ball, and it takes time for all these guys to get integrated. But like, no, no. I think for me, this this lineup is the one that you're going to see them roll with. Yeah, moving forward. Yeah, right. With 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 because I think now the roles have been defined. Right, Boanga's that guy that's going to make the is is the Saudi Almane. He makes he makes the back post run as, as well as collect the ball on the dribble, mm-hmm. right? Chicho is the he's going to get on the end of everything, right? That's his goal in the first half, and Vela is your creator underneath it, right? So mm-hmm. you have that with let's go back to that Real Madrid team, right? You have the the e less than less than defensive lethal scorer, right? And a Ronaldo, right? It's weird, you know, comparing Chicho to Ronaldo. In yeah. this particular moment, but I think that's that's the role that he's playing, right? Mm-hmm. You have Vela playing that East Coast role where he comes in and creates off the wing, right? You're gonna have a back line of of you know, again the one piece you're missing is Luka Modric, right? A guy that's that sews it all together because yeah. I think you have guys that can blow it up, right? Like a Casemiro, you have something like a like a Tony Kroos. Right, but yep. it's it's that like you say the missing piece technically was an, was was that eight slash ten that could do do everything. Yeah, I mean we've been talking about this for two years. Yeah, right? it's like it's it's obvious to to watch like what they're missing. But man, I, I don't know. We only say it so many times, Josh. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to be so right. Gabby Garcia. I'm interested in your thoughts on Vela's header defense with the corner kick by Houston in the first half. Uh, he does his job playing. You're playing a zone, like a zonal system, and you're on the front post. You better win that ball. Like, yeah. it's <laughs> well, and again, it's it's it, to me, it's again further evidence of Vela actually caring at this particular moment, right? Yeah, there, you think he just a, mails it in? If it's yeah, I think there's a good two thirds oh, of the season where where he's chilling. That's awesome, <laughs> right? Like, let's let's be frank. Like, when the contract stuff was yeah. going on, did we think he was giving his best effort? No, nah, I mean, we didn't even think he was coming back. We thought yeah. he was done, right? And then all of a sudden, he turns it up, right? And then it's yeah. seemingly at the right moment, he now scores a brace. Yeah, right. He has the pay me moment in the beginning, hangs out for like a month, like two months, right? You don't really hear anything from him. He just yeah. kind of is. It's just distributing, but then in in that in that time of just of not being the focal point attacker, learns that he can make his job so much easier by being that role by doing that because the guys yeah. around him don't. Right? It's like if you're Carlos Vela, who do I trust to give me the, the to put me in a good position to score on that team? Ilya and Kellen. Yeah. Right? The the rest of the guys, you know, Cheeky obviously has has turned it on late, right? Esquire and and Hongsad I think are capable. Yeah, right? but I mean, the only thing is from Cheeky, like you're getting like a looped cross. He, yeah, he's not. <laughs> Carlos is going up for a bunch of aerial crosses here. Absolutely. So, yeah. Right. So again, like at that point, like I said, I, I he's in a situation where it's like, okay, why why am why am I going to make that run if no one's going to feed me? Yeah. Whereas yeah. he can feed right. Chicho. And Chicho has no problem scoring goals. Mm-hmm. Now, you, know, you head into this last bit, and okay, now if Vela turns on the scoring, turns on the the activity level, and you start to see him ride tackles, cutting in off yeah. the wing, yeah. good luck. Because he hasn't done it. Fingers crossed, man. Yeah. Hopefully Again, it's a good I, sign. I, maybe, maybe this is me being sick, and then you know, just being way more optimistic than it's deserved. It's a moment but, of weakness. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm I, you know I'm I'm not as strong with my with my harsh criticism tonight you know I don't know it's awesome all right at LAFC Luke it felt more like more of a complete team in the second half first half was dicey and seemed very laissez-faire but in the second the team tightened the screws and didn't just rely on individual good play in the box lots of passes strung together and the subs look good too yeah so I mean this is kind of what we talked about right just a weird first half where they had a lot of trouble building out end up with two penalties um and then in the second half you 
doesn't start well the first few minutes, and then all of a sudden they start stringing possession together, yeah. and everything is fine. Like right? it was, it's it's disjointed, but I don't necessarily feel like that it's wrong. It's weird. The first half, yeah, like it's completely disjointed, but at the same time, I feel like there's something. I'm again, I'm holding out that there's something there because I see why you flip Sifu and Acosta there. Yeah. Right, yeah. Because now you have Acosta to play the through, you have Vela to play the switch to Buang on the opposite, right? And Sifu to make the to make the half space run as Chicho makes the run, the diagonal run. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, ho- yeah, hopefully it just stays this way and they, they build on it. And we'll see how it works against against Portland, who, yeah. as we said, is going to have to come out and play a little bit more because they're jockeying for position. But they're still going to be Portland. They're still going to bunker. They're still going to make it a, just a gross game full of fouls and try and hit you on the counter. Uh, at Yo-Yo Torre, 66 is back. What happens when this team plays physical teams and at pro referees are blank? Goodbye playoffs. The team's defense has always been scoring goals. Team's best defense is scoring goals. Um, yeah, I mean they're short. They're short on goals this year, shorter than they have been. But I, I do think that their defense is much more reliable this year than it has been in the past. Um, a few, a few poor results that I would classify as outliers, like the Austin game. You throw that out and. I don't think uh, I don't think the defense is as bad as as it has been. Yeah, especially because it's just moving pieces, right? Like I said, I think if you pair, depending on the game, like against Portland, I'm gonna go with that Segura, Chiellini pairing again, right? Mm-hmm. And then against yeah. Salt at, against Salt Lake, I'll probably go Mario. Yeah. Or no, that's not no, that's it's it's that's Portland's schedule against uh, Nashville. Right. Okay, uh, Justin thirty three W he tweets Kawabuanga dude, um, I'm excited for Buanga to start scoring goals because the number of Michelangelo gifts that I'm going to tweet are, is going to be mm-hmm. well, prolific. Giving. Yeah, it's like uh, Kim Moon Wan. Like I had so many Moon, uh, I had so many Moon gifts ready, but. Just not gonna happen. I don't think I ever got to use my "That's No Moon, That's a Space Station" <laughs> gif for him. We didn't get that far down the list before he was put in timeout. But here we are. Uh, next one is from Al Hopkins in response to the prompt: "Can they keep pace for the Supporter Shield?" Uh, they are setting the pace technically. Um, sure, technically, yes. I mean, but like, they're it's they're up hands. against they're up against Philadelphia, who's putting up five pieces almost every single game. So, but like, I mean, yeah. say if 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 it was out of your hands and you're asked, you know, at this point, it's a whole different story, right? But you're in the driver's yeah. seat, went out and you win. Yep. Also, because they're in the driver's seat, it takes away any excuses that they have. Yep. Right. There's no ah, it didn't it didn't go our way? Like you were in the driver's seat as of four weeks ago, you were nine. You were nine points up. Everybody had completely written off the supporter shield race, and then you bottomed out. So you've got it back to a manageable, a manageable point here. You win two games, you win it. Uh, so I don't want to be hearing excuses at the end of this either. Uh, Alan Kine at Tell a Tall Tale. A win is good considering the last month, but given form, do we really think this team can beat three good teams in the playoffs? Midfield is still a mistake-prone mess that can't connect. Defense still gets stretched and undisciplined, and the offense just doesn't convert much. It took two penalties to beat a bottom-of-the-table team who, quite honestly, completely outplayed us in the first half. I mean, I think this is mostly in line with what we've been saying again you're starting three midfielders is where i disagree I, th- I think those guys are more than capable of carrying this team but as soon as you be- get beyond them it's it's tough so can they do it for really five games straight is what we're saying right you got to win the next two to get supporter shield and then you got to win three in the playoffs yeah i mean and i don't know to be fair right i think there's some tweaks to how they're playing like to the game model where you had to, you had a flip with with Acosta and, and Seafood at, at times, so yeah, I think yeah. there there's there's things to be worked out 
getting there. And again, like I said, I, I hate that they're leaving it this late to, to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. You would have hoped this would have happened a month ago, but yeah. you know, if it works out, like I said, if, if, if that's the actual game plan, it's hard. It's hard to stop giving the quality. Yeah. If, if it comes off. Yep. I mean, as it stands again, you got Portland and Nashville. Can they, can they win three games in the playoffs? Yeah, they absolutely can. I mean, they, this is a team that won seven straight this year. Um, you're going to have, who's at, who's at like the bottom? Who's like team seven right now? Yeah, I think we looked last week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so Galaxy and, I don't know, Minnesota have to play each other. Neither of those teams are ones that you really want to see, right? Yeah. Because you've had problems with those teams so frequently. Yeah, right now it would be if if you were to if the first round were to start today, you have a bye. Austin plays the Galaxy, and Dallas would play Minnesota, and you would play the winner of Dallas Minnesota. Okay. Well, I mean, again, uh, it, you just you never know. And then the winner you never of know. Austin Galaxy would play the winner of Nashville Portland. But Portland can move up into the fourth. Like Portland is playing for a home game, so this is that. That's why I think it's encouraging that they're that you're going to catch them. On yeah, the they're going to be beatable. Yeah, you know, right. there, there should be a little less bunker mentality, considering that they're chasing chasing a, a, a home a first round home game, which is big for them. Yep. Yep. All right. Next one is from at e hate one hate. My goodness. Coming with the fire on the on the handle here. The team looks like it can hit another gear or two. However, their passing seems choppy and lazy at times. The football, quote unquote, seems to have taken a step back at the time. You should be polished. Semper Fi. Oh, that's why there's so much hatred in that in that uh, handle. Fellow Marine. Fellow Cretan like me. Uh, next time, tweet in your favorite flavor of crayon. My favorite flavor is forest green. Just throw that out there for everybody. Uh, it is choppy, and this is just something we're gonna have to deal with. Maybe they put it together. Maybe they don't. I, I, I don't know. We're gonna see. It's tough. It's a tough one. Anything on that one, Josh? No, I mean, I, like I said, I think we've talked about this one. I, I think we, we would hope they would have figured these things out a month ago, but given, yeah. given the circumstances of, and it seems like, again, it was just trying to get Buanga's deal over the line. And then yep. obviously the Rodriguez saga at that point because Rodriguez saw his window closing and realized he's about to get, you know, X'd out of the lineup. Right. So yeah. it just it just threw any sense of of continuity you probably had at that moment probably went out the door a little bit. Yeah. It was a needed three points. This is from Tom Camilleri. Uh, but it was the kind of win you get on the road against the dregs of the league where you should be pounding the tar out of them at home. It's early, but is Bowanga a bigger, stronger, faster B-Rod? Uh, again, this follows in line with what we said, right? It's a good result, good, convincing win. Could have been more convincing, but it wasn't. Uh, and is Bowanga bigger, stronger, faster? Yeah. I would say yes to all three. Is he a bigger, stronger, faster B Rod or a bigger, faster, stronger Rosie? Uh yes. <laughs> I think I, feel like I think he does he's he's miles above what Rodriguez ultimately gave you, but feels closer to like the end product feels closer to what Rosie did. Yeah. Yeah. You feel like those goals are coming, right? Everything that he missed today was like small misses, hit the hit the crossbar, one right over the top. One is like a, a you know, He's played through, probably should have chipped, but not a whole lot of time. And Steve Clark makes a great save on a shot. So yeah, and he's willing to take it, right? That's the thing. Is like he's not afraid of that moment. <clears throat> and I think with the same can't be said, couldn't be said for Rodriguez at times, right? He yeah, to fold when the moment got biggest. Yeah. All right, at wonderful PKs are a crapshoot. Open play goal from a def or. Only open play goal from a defender is clutch, but should raise some concern when we have the attacking firepower we possess. Should have been bagged several. Should have bagged uh, several more goals. Boanga is solid. Yeah, I, I mean, plenty of plenty of other opportunities to get that you're not finishing on. Um, what I will say about that goal from Hollingshead is like it's clearly a pattern of play that they want that they're using to get him forward to get 
Diego Palacios forward, especially as like a late, a late arriving runner. And with the, with the goal that Hollingshead scores, it's, it's really Acosta setting the tempo. He's over on the left side, right? Uh, I'm trying to remember who, I think it, it must've been Palacios that comes up on his, on the outside of him. Kellen Acosta waits for that play to breathe a little bit, which is something refreshing, obviously. Plays it, makes another outside run as Palacio slips in Bowanga, I think. Yeah. And then Bowanga to Vela and then comes back to Bowanga. He takes a shot. And so all these things are developing. It's like a it's like a well developed attack, even though it's like off a off a busted shot. But um it's something I, if if the plan is to build up and eventually have a bunch of numbers in the box and one of those guys is Hollingshead, fine, I'm good with that. I, I, that's not a problem for me. Yeah, it's just cleaning up, like I said, like you're saying the 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 build to that moment. Yeah, right, right. If you can get to that point and then continue like by building up patiently through the middle third and then setting something up like the equivalent of a half-court offense in basketball, right, then do it. Well, it's like what they always say, right? And again, like I know mixed sports metaphors are not always everyone's favorite. But come playoff time, right, you have to be able to win in multiple ways, right? And that's why Mourinho teams would give, right, um, the Pep team so much trouble. Right? It's because they were willing yeah. to, to get into – they're willing to pull you into the mud and make it ugly, right? Mm-hmm. And you have – you have to be able to win that way as well as, you know, beautifully. Right. Right. All right, Josh, we did it. Uh, anything else before we get out of here tonight? No. I mean, like I said, I'm excited to see how the rest of the season goes. Hopefully I don't come back, you know, with um, still being a little bit congested there. Apologize for, <laughs> you know, the, the, the deeper sounding register. Um, but yeah, thank you all. again. Thanks everyone for listening and to, you know, for taking the time to listen to Kirk and I ramble on about things that we you know, only know about because we stayed at a Holiday Inn. <laughs> Absolutely. You can follow the show at counterpress underscore. You can follow me at Kirk Kinsey. Josh. LAC Josh on Twitter. We will talk to you all in a couple of weeks after we play Portland. Good night. <laughs>